Do you want the chance to win some free coaching? Of course you do, because it's free. Who doesn't want it? Um, if you come to my Facebook group, which is called Faith Filled Business, there will be a link in the show notes. I give away a free coaching session every month to the most engaged member of our Facebook community, just as a way to say thank you for hanging out in this group, for showing up, for contributing really interesting things. Um, so yeah, if you come to that Facebook group and you get stuck in, you comment, you make some posts, you really engage and get yourself involved in the community, um, and you are the most engaged member of that month, then you can win yourself some free coaching. So this is a great opportunity to work on a sales page, to talk about your content, to talk about emails or something a bit more foundational, like maybe your brand voice, or you need some ideas for how to connect with your audience better. Whatever it is that you want help with, I could help you with that in a coaching session. So come over to my community, Faith Filled Business, um, and get stuck in. I'd love to see you over there and and learn from you and see what you've got to share about your expertise and what's going on in your business. All right. And now today's episode is a coaching session. It's one of these coaching sessions that I gave away. Um, so I sat down with Jen Weaver and we talked about email marketing. We had a really great conversation about how to build an engaging email list, what kind of things to email out to keep people interested and excited. And we just talked a little bit about email marketing in general. So if you have your own list or are thinking about starting one, this is definitely an episode for you. So um, stay tuned and you're going to learn a ton about email marketing. Welcome to Faith-Filled Business, the podcast for Christian entrepreneurs who want to create a firm foundation as they grow their biblical businesses. Are you posting on social media but just hearing crickets? Or holding yourself back from posting how you really feel because you're afraid people will tune you out? Maybe you've been at this business thing for a while, but just feel like the dots aren't connecting and you're not making any money. You know God called you to run a business. So, here's the good news. If he called you, he's gifted you with a special something to help you stand out. All you've got to do is let it shine. Hey, I'm Sarah, wife, new mom, and a coffee addict. I'll blame the baby for that one. It's my mission to teach Christian business owners how to make money with authentic content and coffee. When I first started my business, I was afraid to show up as my full self online. So I copied everyone else, hoping that by using their strategy and messaging, I would follow in their success. But boy, was I wrong. It wasn't until I tapped into the gifts God gave me and created a brand message that really reflected who I was that I started making any money. Once I created a firm foundation for my business that was rooted in the anointing I have, everything felt light, fun, and easy. And now I'm going to help you get to that place too. You can have fun selling. You just need to tap into the gifts God gave you. So cozy on up with a coffee as we chat about creating a profitable business that's rooted in biblical truths. Let's get started. Well, so what is it that we're going to be chatting about today, Jen? Emails. Emails. <laughs> Amazing. So catch me up a little bit. So remind, because it's been a long time since we last kind of had a conversation. So kind of catch me up. What is it that's going on in business for you? What's the context? And then we can jump into the emails from there. Yes. So um, I am definitely a multi-passionate woman. Which is fun. So the expressions of business are different for me uh, in what they look like, but I kind of bulk everything into two big buckets. Okay. Uh, ministry coach, and uh, I'm a 
certified speaker trainer coach with John Maxwell. I'm a certified disc trainer. I work with ministry leaders. And so that's pastors, parachurch ministries, nonprofit community leaders. And I do anywhere from like one-on-one coaching to group coaching to like leadership days kind of thing. Gotcha. And then the other large bucket that I have is I empower Christ-led followers. So followers of Jesus through like the materials I write. I'm a writer. My Mm. author for my first book came out a few years ago. I have a podcast on um, how to hear God. And um, so those are kind of the big buckets. And then cool. kind of crossover is as I connect with either clients or other people who are in leadership roles that need support services, I have an online community okay. uh, where they get connected and finds um, people who have the same heart and vision for the kingdom to help each other and work with vendors that can help support them in what they're doing. Okay, cool. So lots going on. And so the emails... So then, yeah, let's catch up then on the actual email context. So are, are, do you have an email list that's already kind of started or are you starting from scratch? Like, where are we where are we entering into this from? Yes. So I am, and part of why I kind of brought that all up is I'm mm-hmm. in green places with email lists in all of the different things. Okay. So I have an existing email list that I've had for years. I started blogging in 2012. So oh, wow. I have a list that I am not consistent at emailing. Um, every year I'm like, I'm going to find a plan. I'm going to make a plan. I don't have a plan. Yeah. I'm like, I should email them. That'd be good. They Thank signed you. Get my emails. Uh-huh. Uh, I also don't yet have, I, I have not yet built my list of potential clients that would want to work with me as a coach. Okay. I have clients, but I don't have like a prospect list that I'm emailing. Everyone right. is getting, Else is more in that like faith based bucket where I'm like, okay. hey, we just did this podcast series. We're like, hey, here's a resource for you, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for my membership, I email my members um, and I have a list started for people who are interested in the membership. I don't email them hardly ever. Right. Uh, and I have, I've done like sequences for specific things, whether that's mm-hmm launches or new things that are coming up or a new resource that I'm making available. But one of the big things I recognize that I need to come up with is a consistent plan that I can then adapt for all of my different lists in being mm-hmm. in, in communicating with them. Yeah. Yeah. So the first question that I have, just to kind of understand your perspective on this is, do you feel like all of these lists need to be separate or is there a way to kind of consolidate them? Because I'm sure that there's going to be some overlap amongst all of these lists. Now, maybe there's specific bits and pieces that you would maybe only send to one group versus another group. But could you even simplify it by just consolidating it into one list with different kind of tags for these different groups? Because like I say, I'm sure that your coaching clients would be interested in your podcast the same way that your faith clients are interested in the podcast or vice versa like maybe you have resources for the coaching clients that maybe that broader audience could be interested in and maybe become potential clients because they've seen a resource that they didn't know about like what do you think about that kind of idea or is that like a complete no-go because it, it, it that's okay too it, it's just more complicated if you're going to manage separate lists right yeah so so they're kind of two lists one is for the membership community and the others for all the other things and okay. i i have tags I have ideas of segmenting. <laughs> yes. Um, and like letting people indicate what things they're interested on. And honestly, yeah. that 
that is part of why I haven't made a lot of progress in right. email consistently because I'm like, oh, I, I need to clarify if the person who indicated interest in leadership development wants to know about my podcast. And so I'm like, I don't want to annoy them by emailing them about something they haven't indicated interest in. Yeah. I just don't email them. Gotcha. Okay. That they said they're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. That's a good point. Something to just give you a little bit of reassurance about, though, is if people aren't interested, it's okay for them to just not open the email and ignore it. So I wouldn't let that hold you back from not sending things out because you you never know who's going to be interested in things. And it's like my perspective when it comes to emails is I would just send things. I send things out. And if people are interested, they're going to open it and look at it. Great. And if not, that's also fine. Maybe the open rates will be a little lower for that email. And that's okay because that then indicates to me what kind of things I'm sending out that people are interested in. So you could even use that as a way to test what people are interested in. So just spend a portion of time where you just send things out to the whole list and see which ones get more opens, which ones don't, because then that's one kind of easy way for you to say, oh, is people are people actually interested in the podcast? Yes or no? Because you might surprise yourself. They might be really interested in it. And then maybe those ones are slightly lower open rates. So you can go, okay, that's fine. Maybe now then we can segment it and since only send that to certain people. So that's just something to consider as you're as you're going through that out is just don't don't be afraid to just send things out. And and also you could ask questions. So I know that you're trying to get people to tag things. You could also just send some emails out with simple questions like, hey, I got a question. Do you want to hear about this? Yes or no? Please send me a reply. Now, I know that that can potentially have a lot of things come back into your inbox, depending on how big your list is. But even something that's very simple like that can give you a good indicator without them having to click on a button to click on a form to click on the thing it's just a quick yes or no please reply and that that's been that's, I've gotten good responses from things when I've done that where I'm like oh are you interested in this kind of content and people are like yeah I'd love to hear about that it's like great thanks to be 10 seconds and it's so it's not super overwhelming but it's a very good and easy way for you to gauge that interest so that's one idea that you could consider trying if you want to cool do you have any advice on like I feel like segmenting can get like a massive web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice on segmenting? Yeah. So I keep it pretty simple because, yeah, I like, I know a bit of tech, but I'm not like super, super tech proficient. So there's only so much that I will do because I'm still managing all of it myself. I know that if it was like a bigger company with someone that I can say, you're an expert at emails, you deal with this thing, I would maybe do more. I try and keep mine pretty simple. So my, the way that I segment my own list is, I, I guess I don't really segment it too much. I tag people so that I can keep a record of who's downloaded which freebies, who's a client, who's not a client, um, who signs up for wait lists or interest in things. So I can keep a record of that for myself. Um, the only real way that I will segment things is, um, I suppose, if, I've, if I'm going to do a launch for something and I've asked if people are interested to hear about a thing, then I'll only segment it to that. I will have specific lists for um, if people sign up for events, then I also won't send that information out to everyone. So I kind of keep mine pretty simple. Mine is mostly just one list. So my, my email list is a little less complex, I suppose, because I also only have one focus so, rather than a couple of different things. So I don't yeah. need to segment quite as much. But it's not. I think you could even just do some broad segmenting if you wanted to do and just say like, you know, group one and group two or group one, two and three. And then that way it's you've still got a little bit of differentiation, but it's not becoming so overwhelming that it's like subsection one of set three or this, that, and the other, because that can get quite complicated. Like if you're wanting to make sure that your membership things are separate, then that's fine. You can have a membership group. And if you want your 
potential everyone else, then that's a, that's a separate thing and that's fine. And that keeps it fairly simple for you to keep track of what's going on and not having to go, okay, this email list needs, this, this particular email needs to go to like how many different subsets of the groups? Cause that's when it gets quite overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think segmenting as well, like there's, there's, like I say, because I'm not super tech expert in this, there's only, there's only so much that I can say, but I, I think that it's more useful, especially in like product based businesses. I know that they use that a lot in terms of making sure that they're keeping track of, you know, who's signed up for things, who's interested in the products that people click on things and then don't buy, then they enter different like pathways. So there's a lot of things that can get pretty robust. And you can do some of that in with coaching things as well. Like if you do have carts and people are looking at courses and then they don't, that's a way that you can then tag people and send them like a re-engagement sequence. Like, hey, you looked at this course, but you didn't buy kind of nudge nudge. But that's all it's like kind of all bonus stuff. I don't think it's necessary to have a good email list. That's kind of like you set the foundation. And then when you can get someone to do all of that for you, then you can go into doing all of these other kind of like bits and pieces that just kind of add an extra layer to it but it's not necessary i don't think for for where you're at so does that answer that question yes yeah cool so what about the emails then do you want to focus on for the next little while so you're wanting to kind of re-engage people like work it you wanted a strategy right so for kind of or help kind of create a plan for creating those consistent emails yes okay so what is it that's kind of like, let's start from the beginning. Like, what kind of, what's your kind of dream or your ideal picture for what you kind of want this email list to look like or your kind of communication to look like? Let's kind of work backwards, I guess. Like, what do you want the end to look like? That's a good question. Um, I would say, okay, so I I think the big picture dream is I want to feel like I I know how I'm adding value. Mm-hmm via email right and so right now it feels more haphazard or yeah. like like oh i'm going to email them and so i wait until i have something where i'm like oh that would be valuable and i'll email them instead of being able to plan proactively yeah. in the content creation so that i i'm automatically building toward yes yeah. email with value yeah i gotcha okay um, do you repurpose like other content into emails? Because that's, a, I think, a pretty simple way to start that process because not everyone that's on your email list is going to see your content. So that's an easy way to just at least know that you've got one email every week that's just repurposed from something else that you've already done or copy pasted exactly. Um, so that's a good way to start. And is it that then you're wanting to go beyond that to something unique to the emails? Yeah, like I want to I want them to feel like they're they're getting added value. Like if they mm-hmm. follow me on social media, I don't want them to feel like they're just getting the same thing that they have access to on social media because mm-hmm. there's that value of them trusting me with their email address. Uh-huh. Like I so I repurpose content. Mm-hmm. I don't really repurpose social posts. So are you saying like repurposing social posts into emails? You could do. Yeah. So like well, what, for what's the difference for you between like your content versus social posts? Are they like, how are they different? So most of the time when I'm emailing, like when I email my list about the podcast, I'm not emailing them about every episode. Um, the episodes come out twice a week. Okay. Well, like, I don't, I'm not like, hey, good, that talks. Here's the next episode. It's more, mm-hmm. hey, we're launching a new series. The first one released. Mm-hmm. We're, we're wrapping up this series. Like, here's. 
Here's links to the last five episodes if you want mm-hmm. to again based on their subject kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or I will do a resource. So I'm like, hey, I've made this workbook yeah. available. Here's the email I'm talking about the value of the workbook. Like yeah. here to workbook kind of yeah. deal. We're on social media. They're more like quick clips of things, quick mm. something, quick steps. Or I'll reference like, hey, I just have a workbook that's relate, like that's out, like subscribe to my email list to get it. Like my, I don't go like long form in anything on social media. Yeah. Okay. So here's an idea. Tell, tell me what you think of this. Maybe the email could be the place that you could expand on your thoughts based on like the tips or the podcast episode of that you've got. So say you've got an episode that's like, you know, a, about Bible verses for something, right? And so the episode is like five Bible verses for blah, 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 blah. So then maybe a way that you could then let people know about the episode, but also have that email feel a little bit more personal or a little bit different is you could then share a quick reflection on maybe one of the Bible verses that's meaningful to you and why, or share a quick story or a quick kind of like just a bit of context about that and then say, oh, you know, if you want to know more, here's a podcast episode about XYZ or whatever. Or if you had a post about that workbook, then again, just sharing like a kind of a quick thought. So it's like maybe let me think of an example. I'm trying to thinking of examples on the spot. It's always so much harder than you think. But like, <laughs> but like, let's say it was a workbook and it was, you know, like journal prompts or something, you know, for as an example, then it's like maybe you could then share an email about, well, I was journaling about this this, this week or this morning or last week or whatever. And these are some of the things that came up for me. Um, and you can invite them into a conversation because you could even then ask, you know, like if you, you know, go, you do this prompt. So let me know what kind of things come up for you. And then, oh, by the way, here's a workbook if you want some more guidance on it or something. So that's a way to kind of naturally introduce the things that you've got going on. But it allows a kind of conversation because for me as well, I think like I join email lists to kind of get a little bit of a, like an insight to people. Right. It feels very personal and intimate. And so for me, when I'm thinking about how I want to cultivate my list, and this is one of my projects for the year as well, is to work on creating a kind of more intimate conversation in the emails and so it's not just like some it will a lot of it for me still be stuff I post on um, Facebook or in my Facebook group because I don't always have a lot of time to create entirely separate content but it will feel a little bit more like hey let's have a conversation you can reply directly to me through this email if you want to share a thought or you have a question and so that could be the way that you set that email up it's not necessarily different content it's just kind of presented in a slightly different way that allows people to feel like it's just a one-on-one conversation, slightly different from how social media can feel like that. Do you feel like uh, there's a frequency that you found in emailing that tends to get better success rates? Um, I don't know if I've noticed from from myself, but I don't. I I tend to only email a couple times a week. I mean, I email every time I have a podcast episode, so that's two times a week now and then I think I have maybe a third email that I'm trying to do that's separate from the podcast episode so that's about what I'm doing I don't know if I would ever do more than that unless I'm doing like a specific launch and then it's every couple of days just to kind of have that pattern um but then in in terms of emails that I subscribe to there's some that come out once a week and it's great sometimes it's less frequent and it's actually kind of like oh you're popping back in my inbox that's kind of fun Sometimes it's every every day or every other day, and I will still kind of check in on those. So I don't know if there's any like right or wrong way. I think it's just what feels doable for you, first of all, and what is still kind of feeling consistent for what your audience expects. So you're kind of finding that balance. So if you're saying you're not trying to bother them too much, but you also still want to stay like present, then one or two times a week is probably okay. 
Like you could do a roundup, like a podcast roundup episode if you, or, or email where you just say, here are the two episodes for the week. This is what we talked about. And then you could do a second email with some, like what we're saying, some of this more conversational slash reflection thing where you could share some resources, almost like a kind of personal newsletter where you're saying, here's what's going on. Here's some things I've been thinking about. Here's a resource or something connected to it or an old blog post or whatever, just to kind of keep people in your content and in your space. So even just to two emails a week could be a good starting point and just see if that feels doable. Because if you're if you're saying that you're wanting to create a plan, but you haven't quite got to that point yet, you don't want to go too far and then burn yourself out and then crash out and not do anything for like two months either. Well, yeah. So right now they're they're getting maybe one email a month. Right. Maybe. Um, but I don't get a lot of attrition when I do end up emailing. So I'm yeah. like, okay, we're, we're not mad at my emails. <laughs> they still yeah. remember who I am for the most part. So, yeah. So yeah. even if it's been that where you've been going from one a month, you could even then just try one a week to just kind of mm-hmm. like bring that frequency up a little bit. Um, And something if you're wanting to like make this big change and make it a new pattern, you could even send out like a kind of quick, re- like I- I'll call it a re-engagement sequence, but even just a series of like four or five emails or something, just kind of letting people know like this is your goals. These are what's changing. These are kind of things to expect. So, you, so they are kind of with you for the journey. So it's not suddenly, oh, they're getting different emails and they don't quite quite know why. It's just like, oh, we're going to try some new things out. We're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that and keep an eye out for this so that they can kind of expect those emails to be coming in at a different rate or on different days or whatever it is as well. So that would be um, an idea as well, just to kind of give them a little bit of a pep talk about what, what it is that you're going to be doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think one of the places I've gotten stuck before, mm-hmm. it, it almost feels like the emails don't matter. Like even, and I'm bringing this up, but I think I have a mindset thing around the email. Yeah. Um, because hearing it, you're, when you're mentioning like re-engagement emails, I, I started building my list in 2012. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I've done a re-engagement. Yeah, I know. Um, And so I'm like, okay, what? There's some, it's a habit that keeps repeating. Yeah. And I think part of it is because, like, no one is waiting for my email. Like, like, no one, like, my gosh, Jen did an email this week. Like, what are we going to do? Like, it's just like, hey, they're helpful things. But you can also, like, subscribe on your podcast platform or you can, Mm -hmm. like, read it on my blog or like and so how if there's anything that you have in your perspective of emailing that you think might help me maintain a rhythm yeah I see where you're yeah so I've kind of gone through that same thought a little bit recently as well which is why one of the things that I'm I've started doing was it this year or just the end of last year I don't quite remember fairly recently in the last few months is I kind of started what I'm calling a coffee chat email, <laughs> which is something that and um, which is something I think I might translate into like some live chats in my Facebook group at some point as well, just to kind of just to add a new element to it. But that's something where I've been sharing snippets on social media, but I, I've never really shared the full post. I'm very particular about that because that's something that I want to feel like you're saying intimate and unique to the emails. And to me, that email is just it's not necess- it's not value in the same way that it's like tips or tricks or those kinds of things. It really is an email that's letting people get a little bit of insight to either my life or what I'm thinking about, the things that I'm working on. And that's so valuable to people because that's what's building a relationship. So maybe that's the thing that you're kind of feeling is missing from the emails is that they're kind of helping people out in terms of giving them 
like the kind of technical stuff, but it's not necessarily like relationship building. And that's kind of where I see the email list as being useful is it's it's helping people build that connection with you. So if you're wanting to get to the place where people are super excited to receive those emails and be like, oh my goodness, Jen's been missing this week. Where's the email? Like maybe focusing on that relationship side and that connection side. So like we're saying, sharing some of those personal reflections or, you know, and this is something you were saying, you didn't want it to necessarily be haphazard. Um, I think having like that consistent base is good, but you could also add more to that if you were feeling inspired. So say you've got your one or two emails you want to do each week, but then you were doing a Bible study one morning and something really just hit you and you're like, man, I want to share this. Hop on and just write an email and be like, hey, I was doing a Bible study in this book this morning and here's something that was just really spoken to me. And I just thought that you'd be interested in hearing this too. Maybe maybe you need to hear this. So maybe that that kind of perspective of like, Having it be a relationship with the person on the other end of the email can help them feel much more connected into the email and feeling like, yeah, this is worth it. Because you're right, like they could they can get a blog post on Google if they want to. They can go listen to the podcast, but they can't get you in those places in the same way that they could in a conversation. So my goal is trying to translate a conversation into Word, which is kind of tricky because it can't quite go back and forth the same way. But I can replicate something fairly close to it. And invite people to send me an email back if they'd like to, or to ask a question in the Facebook group that I can then have a conversation about. So does that, do you think that that kind of shift would help you in terms of getting getting out of that headspace and into a new kind of headspace for it? Yes, I think that's helpful. And even when I think back over emails I've written that I've really loved, writing, sending, that I felt like excited and motivated to send. It's because it had that kind of intimate, unique access thing to it. Other one, it's more like, oh, it's a service. I, will, I want them to know they can they can check out the guys. That's something to know. Like, hey, I'm doing this thing on like branding for churches and ministry. Yeah. Um, but not, so it was more informational than that, yeah. that unique access. Relational. Mm-hmm. I think that relational, I think that'll be more fun to me. Yeah. And it's more interesting to read as well. It's like, oh, if you're going to open an email, like, do you want to just like, obviously you need to sell things and be talking about what you're doing, but do you want to be like sold to every time you open an email? Not necessarily. It's like, I just want to know what's going on with you today. Oh, this has been very interesting. Oh, you've also got a workbook that's about that. Oh, kind of cool. So it's more incidental selling. Maybe that's a way to kind of phrase incidental selling is kind of what you want to aim for in the emails or even in your social content. It's just like selling things and letting people know what's going on, but you're also just there to have a conversation with them to be a friend to them to or have them be a friend to you like like just have a relationship with them right okay yeah that that was that was a big that's like my biggest takeaway because I'm like I I'm trying different times I know I need a strategy I want to be intentional Uh, I know I have good things to offer and so I'm like okay the service to let them know I'm offering it but yeah piece that I think has made it harder for me to be consistent and so then it's like oh well new year let me do a re-engagement series yeah. <laughs> i know i know what you feel but you if you if it helps don't call it a re-engagement series just call it like a like a new chapter series or something in your head just be like hey we're starting this new thing like we've, we've not done this before but i'm excited like join me for the ride let's see where this goes type thing so just to kind of and you don't need to do that if the, if that's a big weird thing for you you don't need to do that um, yeah just ideas of- I need to find a way to, so I don't always have to join your re-engagement series. <laughs> like, I know. And I know you haven't heard from me from a little while. This is what's going on in my world. Like, I'm like, I've done so many of these. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. 
I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Oh, that helps. Yeah. So what you could then aim for in terms of creating that plan is, yeah, like having your one or two emails that do just give people updates on what's going on, sharing your, you could even, if you wanted to make it less, you could just consolidate it into kind of like newsletter style and be like, okay, like you were saying, like you were doing on a month to month basis, but maybe do it bi-weekly or even once, like do that one so we can say, here's one resource that like a featured resource that I have or featured podcast episodes and then have that one email that's like, okay, let's just focus on you and me. (laughs) We're just going to have a conversation about something. This is what I think. What do you think about this kind of idea? Let me know. I'd love to know um, what your thoughts are and invite people. And they're not always going to take you up on that invitation. But the more that you do that, the more people are going to be like, maybe I will just send a quick reply. Um, Because I've had so many replies that are just like, wow, this email was so cool. Like, I'd never thought about this. Or thank you for sharing that. It's like, great. Thank you for letting me know. I love to hear that these things are hitting people because you have no way to know with emails sometimes unless you invite people into that conversation because the only statistic you get is whether they opened it or not they don't it doesn't tell you how many people read to the end how many people enjoyed it there's no like counter so it's really hard to get that feedback so the fact that if you have a space or a way for people to just send a quick reply and say that was really awesome thanks for sharing that then that can help you kind of gauge what kind of things people are interested in what they like to hear which emails are working and which ones are not working. So you can just kind of ditch some of those and change it up. So yeah, highly encourage that. It's a really fun, fun way to add a new dynamic to an email list that not everyone allows for. Thanks for hanging out. If this conversation blessed you in any way, would you do me a huge favor and go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review? It's the only real way I get to know that you're enjoying the show and I know what episodes you like, what content you're interested in. Um, It would be so meaningful to me to hear from you. So I would love if you would go do that. Also, be sure to head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Sarah B community to join the faith-filled business community. It would be such an honor to hang out with you there too. Have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you in the next.